right, welcome into the Plank Show. Hour three kicks off with a very special guest. He was the star of the Men's College World Series and really found another level over the last month of the season. The pride of Norman High, Cade Horton, joins us on the Plank Show. Uh, good morning, Cade. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, man. What? Uh, I know it sucks coming off that tough loss on Sunday, but what's what's the fallout been, man? What's the last couple of days been like coming back from Omaha and just seeing all the excitement and energy surrounding this team and you? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, you know, my phone's been blowing up um, since since we got back. You know, but I I think we as a team have just tried to just try to take a break and um and just relax a little bit after a long season what does relaxing look like to you are you uh are you a tv guy a netflix guy a video game guy what what does kate horton do when it comes to chilling um well actually i hadn't played video games growing up but i recently my roommates got me into video games and so that's (laughs) that's what i've been doing Hey, for you, uh, Kate Horton's our guest. And, and the, the tweet went viral this past week because whenever you committed, uh, you put the picture of yourself and went Norman to Omaha. What was it? Let's, and we're going back here a little bit because I, I, I feel like you burst onto the scene so quickly that maybe people that are outside of Norman didn't get a chance to know the Kate Horton like we did. But what gave you the confidence in, in OU baseball to say, all right, I'm going here and we're going to go to Omaha when you made that decision? Uh, I think it was the coaching staff. They really, they really gave me confidence, and we, we had a really good relationship. And I'd say also just my teammates, the, the class I was coming in with, I knew it was going to be a special, special class. And I, I think that's what really made me make the decision to come to the university and, and have you know, confidence that we were going to make it to Omaha. There was no doubt in your mind when you came, though, that you could do both sports, right? I mean, that, obviously the, the the injury had an issue, but what kind of sold you that, okay, listen, football's fun, you had an opportunity. What made you decide that you were just going to stick with baseball? Yeah, I think um, for me it was just I had, to, I had to focus on, you know, my future. And, you know, I, I, I felt like I wasn't going to be an NFL quarterback and my love was in the game of baseball. And so that's what really came down to. Um, I think another big part that played a big part in that was the draft getting moved to um, my sophomore year instead of, you know, my junior year. So I became draft eligible. And I would have missed a fall with Skip if, if I would have stayed in football. And so that's what really led me to, you know, just going ahead and going full-time baseball. Dude, that's a hell of a balance, though, man. I don't even know how you did it watching – Kyler do it but even in the short amount of time your, your time's so precious to begin with right and I, I think people forget there is the student part of athlete and you have classes and everything that's a that had to be a really tough balance oh yeah it was um but I think you know the coaching staff did a really good job of you know helping me through that and and getting me you know acclimated with that schedule Kate Horton is our guest. All right, so many things that I want to get into, and I know your time is precious, but to do what you did for Oklahoma, to do what you did 
as someone that grew up, have you had the time to really kind of immerse yourself and embrace putting Oklahoma baseball? Or, or let me rephrase that because I know you're a team guy. Being a part of putting Oklahoma baseball back in a place where it should be. What's that been like for you and your teammates? Oh, it's been super special. I mean, I couldn't have written it up any better. You know, just going through, you know, the surgery and then, and then um, you know, having a really down year last year. Um, and then, you know, getting us back to Omaha where, you know, this program belongs. We have a winning tradition at the University of Oklahoma. And for, for the baseball team to go back on the map was really special. Um, you know, it, it was wild, too, was it not, to think about you going up against Ole Miss. You know, that was a place where you had been committed to, and a couple of their coaches came over, and I know Mike Bianco was part of it, but did that just kind of seem like almost a full circle moment when you realized who you were playing in the championship series? Oh, yeah, no doubt. It was actually – it was it was crazy. I mean, the fact that those two teams – uh, we're in the national championship, and I was previously committed to Ole Miss. It just made it, it made it wild. Um, you know, I got a lot of respect for for those guys, and and for us to be in the the championship with them was was really special. Cade, the fact that late in the season you found the slider and it was working so great for you it became one of the items that they. Talked a lot about on the television broadcast, on the radio side, obviously, with uh, Toby Rowland as well. W- was it just the slider? I mean, what did you find toward the end of the season? Because, dude, you were you were great throughout this postseason run and obviously in Omaha as well. Yeah, it was. I think it was a combination of things. Uh, I think the slider definitely helped a lot. And then I think, you know, I didn't really get a chance to throw – against hitters in the fall, I kind of got thrown in the ringer um, to start. You know, I my first appearance was, you know, a Bedlam game, and we were we were only, I think it was, we were either down one or it was a close game going into the ninth, and that was my first outing. And so I think, you know, that slider did help, but also just getting experience and learning, you know, how to take take it one pitch at a time and slowing the game down is what really, you know, made the difference. What is the process of learning a pitch? You got to take me through this. Now, listen, you got a cannon for an arm. I had a wannabe cannon, Kate. I always wanted to throw the curve, and I never could. But what's that process like? Is it is it as simple as just repetition? You mentioned you talked to Ben Abrams about it. What was it like learning that new pitch, and what did you go through? Yeah, so um, just the full story. I was I I got kind of lit up at Tech. Um, and so I, I was like, all right, well, we got to do something because I felt like everybody was sitting on either the curveball or sitting on the fastball. And so I was getting hit around pretty good. And so I was talking to Skip, and I was like, you know, I think we should add a cutter or maybe a slider. And so um, Eibner, he, uh, he played in the big leagues for a while, um, and he, he's coming off an injury. And so he was up there while I was on my bullpen, and we were talking. And he showed me this grip. And so I started throwing in the pin. It was all right. And so we go down to Dallas for the Big 12 tournament. And and Ben was talking to me, and he was like, you know, I heard you, you wanted to learn a slider. And so uh, he was like, just come play catch for him. Come play catch with me. And and I did that. And he was just telling me some pointers. And, and that's really where um, I picked it up. 
Um, I think learning a new pitch, it, it's more about, you know, getting the feel for it and just and, and throwing it, um, just learning that rep, getting that repetition in and, and having a feel for that pitch. I brought this up, and you tell me if you think it's off base. Um, I think it's so cool to hear about a teammate like like Ben Abram stepping up and saying, hey, come play catch with me. Let's work on this. Because here's a dude that, you know, he wants to pitch. He wants to be out there as well too. But, you know, he steps back and says, I want to help this team, and I want to help Cade. That's got to be a pretty cool feeling to see a guy that's wanting innings and probably not getting as many as he wants this year, but yet he stops and says, I want to help you with this. How cool is that? Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think that it's really special. I think that's what made our team so or have so much success this year. Is you know we really didn't care who got the credit. We just wanted to win and and help each other out. And I think that's what you know. Last year, I think we we had a lot of division amongst the team, and this year, I think you know we had really good leadership and we all came together um, for a common goal, and that was to win the national championship. <laughs> Cade, we've talked about the slider that was dynamic for you. Obviously, we we know about the gas. We know about the fastball. What else can you add to your arsenal? And what what is sort of next for you in your mind in terms of your development as a pitcher? I think um, just getting that changeup down, I think that will really elevate my game. Um, I have it. I, have, I can throw it. Um, but, you know, sometimes at times I don't have – much good command of it and so i think you know if i could if i could really just hone in on the change up and and get that working then i think you know my game will go to a different level kate since you, uh, two more uh three more and we'll let you get out of here first uh no, you're good since oh are you good you got some t- sweet man i appreciate yeah. that um since you guys got back it's become a big con and even while you guys were in omaha it's become a big conversation about wanting to continue to grow the OU baseball fan base, right? And we saw that we were outnumbered against Ole Miss inside the Chuck. You you lived it. You're there. You went through a season when you were hurt, and you couldn't play, and you saw it. Can you take us through just the importance of turning Mitchell Park into a raucous atmosphere and, and continuing to, to build that OU fan base and how much of a difference it makes for the guys in the dugout? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it – it plays a huge role in, you know, home field advantage. Um, I think if Eldell was to get packed, it, it would be an awesome experience. It would, you know, it would bring uh, more recruits in, and I think that would help us in the long run. Um, you know, fans play a huge role in a team's success, as you saw with, you know, Ole Miss. Um, but, yeah, it, it brings – you know, a lot of energy to the team and a lot of fire and knowing that, you know, you have to play on the road at Eldell, um, that would bring a really good advantage to our team. Skip Johnson's pretty awesome, isn't he? I don't think I've found anything the man can't do. He, like, bowls 300 games. I don't know if you've ever seen him throw a softball, but he can throw it like a – he's he's a rock star. What's he like to play – what's he like to play for? What's he like to learn under? Um, it's, I mean, it's actually crazy how much Skip knows. Uh, I, when, when he talks, I feel like, um, it's a, it's literally identical to Augie Garrido, um, in his speeches. And it's just been 
you know, awesome learning and developing under under a guy like that. You know, it's been kind of cool for me. I moved down here to Norman in 15, and I've done sidelines since 2011. And moving here, you know, you kind of get to see that Norman community. I remember I remember watching you, and I think the first game I ever saw you play was actually a football game, and you guys beat up on, on more. I think you threw three touchdowns. Uh, maybe more than that, Andrew Young had a big game in that day. But it's also cool to see in the community like your dad has a business, right? You know, Mike has the uh, that yep. has his company that he works. What what is this Norman community meant to you, Cade? And not just being a place where you came to play, but you lived, your family is here. It's got to feel pretty special. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I Norman means the world to me. You know, this is this place is home, and you know, being able to. Um, trans being able to go from you know just a hometown kid to you know going on the national stage and being able to represent norman it's been awesome you know this is norman has made me who i am and it's been just a pleasure um being able to represent the university of oklahoma um being from norman what's the next few weeks like for you um just what obviously you're getting that chill time what in, in video games becoming a small part of, of what your chill time is like <laughs> but what are the next few weeks going to be like for you Cade what's kind of this process looking like well I'm going to go down to the lake and enjoy the weekend Good. Um, and then and then after that I think uh, I'm going to start working out um, with this with this pitching guy in in Oklahoma City um, and and work on some more stuff and then you know Whatever happens in the draft happens, and uh, that's what the the next few weeks look like. You uh, you seem so happy, dude. And I know that there's. I, let me go ahead and precurse that. You're you're mad that you didn't win the national championship, but happy in that you, you helped put Oklahoma baseball back on the map. Some of the guys too, like the Treadwells of the world, the Peyton Grahams of the world, the older guys. How cool was it to see these dudes get that moment after grinding through? Not just a career, but also a 2020 season that got shut down, man. It had to be pretty special to do it for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Treadway, he, he's one of the best guys around, one of the best guys, you know, teammate-wise that I've been around. And just being able, you know, to do it for these older guys has been special, especially, you know, since they they had a really high potential in 2020 and then, you know, had a letdown year in, in 2021. Um, being able to just go to the national championship with them was was awesome. You know, we were in Florida and we were facing elimination and also blacks, Blacksburg, um, facing an elimination game. You know, we all said before the game, we don't want this to be y'all's last game. Um, we want to keep playing and, you know, that's what we really did. We, we just played for each other this year and, and we had a lot of success doing it. Is there a decision timeline or anything for you? What's that look like? Uh, as far as what? Just w- next year. Uh, is there is there a timeline or anything, or are you just going to chill and enjoy life for a while? No, I'm just going to chill and enjoy life. You know, it, I mean, I think, you know, whatever happens in the draft happens. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out right. this year, then, you know, I'm more than happy to come back. Um I think, you know, coming back would be really awesome. I think we're going to have a great group of guys again, um, you know, since, especially since we were so young this year. Um, I, I think we right. can we can make another run at it. And so if that's what happens, then 
then it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Ken, I'm so pumped for you, man. I, I, I think you know this. I'm sure by your phone and your text messages, and I can tell you from the text we've received since you just came on, uh, so much pride in, in Sooner Nation. It was so cool to hear your story told and to see the recovery that you've made and a pitch you developed basically a month ago become the nastiest out pitch that was just <laughs> flat-out dirty, man. Congrats on all your success. I can't thank you enough for your time today, and best of luck, man. Hope we get to talk again soon. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, Kate, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Have a good day. Kate Horton, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Um, how about that? I mean, literally, the Ben Abrams side of this, right? The, I, I, I've gone back to that so many times, and I know some people are tired of it. But here's a guy that's that's got to be focused on him, right? Ben's got to be focused on him because he wants to pitch. He wants to pitch. And then... Lo and behold, he hears that Cade's working on a new uh, – trying to throw a slider, working on a new pitch. And what does he do? Hey, come play catch with me. Let's go work. Let's make this happen. And he works with Cade to, to get it where it's an out pitch. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Do you know what I got to say? I thought the interv- – I thought he was really good, Josh. I was there was a part of me I list some of the and of course a press conference after the game is not a good indicator of how a guy might be as an interview and he was a little bit down but I thought I thought he was great. No doubt, yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a star in multiple different ways. Obviously, we know what he can do on the bump, but turning himself into a little little media darling as well. He can come on this show anytime he wants. Absolutely. Thanks to Cade Horton for hanging out with us. That was that was incredible. All right, we'll take a timeout. Um, when we come back, <laughs> someone just tweeted, if Cade returns, throw a parade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Thanks, Cade. Appreciate you, man. Quick break. We'll come back with the Newcastle top five stories today. Thanks to Cade Horton. That was awesome. I uh, really appreciate it. I guess there's a there's a part of me too, Josh, that doesn't really understand how cool it must feel to be able to throw a baseball that hard. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, it's like, hey, you want to come over? I'm going to throw a baseball through your face. Dude just has a rocket. I started watching highlights of him during the break too as a football player. Kid's a stud. What an athlete. And also his uh, his dad owns a company here in town you can frequent to help show your support for Cade. Um, uh, Mike runs the t-shirt shop. I don't know the official name of my, of Mike's t-shirt shop, but I'm sure we can find it out before we get out of here. Do a little, do a little business for Mike Horton here today on the playing show. And his son's kind enough to give us all that time. You know, what my favorite thing about any, any guest is Josh. And I'm like, Hey, I only got time. I'll, I'll let you go after a couple more questions. And the response is no, no, man, I got time. Yeah, that's always great, isn't it? You're like, all right, well, with that in mind. Well, hold on. I'm going to keep you for ten more minutes now. No, I I think it was only five more minutes. But, yeah, the two takeaways, just the full circle moment where he's playing Ole Miss in the national championship game, and that's where he had national championship series, excuse me. That's where he committed, and he becomes a star. Star. So good. Um, so in lieu of a full Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day as we welcome you back 
to the Plank Show. And by the way, for those that aren't aware, Newcastle Casino, where real gamers come to play. Newcastle Casino offers earn 20, get $20 Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10A to 10P. So that's today. They've got the OTB at Newcastle Casino, and they're conveniently located off I-44 at exit 107. I'll just hit on some of the NBA news that's taking place here now because, man, it seems as if it's coming a little fast and furious, Josh Helmer. In fact, I guess now suddenly Jalen Brunson's a star and Luka Doncic has been holding him back. Yeah, what do you make of these comments from Jalen Brunson? I I guess it's not – from Jalen Brunson per se, but it's leaking out from the Jalen Brunson camp that, yeah, essentially part of the reason that they don't want to stick around in Dallas and are interested to go somewhere else is because Luka Doncic is the quote-unquote quote unquote most ball-dominant player in the NBA and he's been holding back the ceiling for Jalen Brunson. Man, I, I just, you know, in the NBA – it's not the worst thing to get to play, you know, Robin to Luka Doncic's Batman. It's not the worst thing to be option B to Steph Curry. It's not the worst thing to be Kyrie Irving alongside LeBron James, you know. I mean, I, I get it. Everybody wants to to be that alpha, that superstar, and to make that alpha superstar money. But, man, I'm just saying it's it's not always greener away from Luka. By the way, let's give proper credit here. I was just texted by the boss man, B and C Apparel. They do all of our shirts here for for the ref, and that's Cage Pops. That's their family company. So check them out, B and C Apparel. Google it up. Google it up. Or simply pick up the phone. Let me make sure. Hold on here. One thing. I want to make sure I have the right number. 405-573-9118. Let them take care of you. That's what we do. You you come on the, sto- the show as a rock star, we promote Dad's company. That's what we do. That's what we do around here. Anyway, back to the point. A- am I very much on the outside looking in when I'm not someone who is jaw-dropped in awe of Jalen Brunson? So I, when I heard that he was getting that kind of deal from the Knicks, and, and again, maybe I need to talk to TJ about this, I just – I didn't really watch the I didn't watch the Mavs play and think, boy, Jalen Brunson, there's a guy I want to have as an all star. Now, maybe maybe that's the point that his representation is making, Josh. Yeah. That in these instances, you're so overshadowed by all things Luca that it's just it's impossible to kind of have that oomph that you really need. I'm not Meanwhile, saying that uh, James uh I'm not saying that Jalen Brunson is going to be James Harden, but right. there was kind of that with James Harden, right? That he was third fiddle, option three to both Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, and lo and behold, he leaves. He goes to Houston, and he morphs his career into he's one of the top players in the NBA for a stretch of time. We can debate and discuss where he's at in that pecking order of the NBA right now and what his future looks like going forward. But there's no debating that James Harden, for a stretch of seasons, turned himself into one of the game's best players, right? And so there could be – we look back on this thing with Jalen Brunson and say, you know what? He and his camp was right. But (laughs) – 
again, I'm just saying there's also a chance we look back on this deal too and say, dude, you had a really good situation set up for the future alongside Luka Doncic to where really Luka's going to get the the bulk of the credit, but he's also going to get the bulk of the blame too. And uh, that won't necessarily be the case going forward. Um, I agree. I agree. DeJounte Murray, by the way, is an Atlanta Hawk. Uh, Atlanta gave up a lot to get him, but that's going to be a fun watch. And now there's even rumors that DeAndre Ayton could be on the move to Atlanta. Now, I don't know what else Atlanta has in a potential sign-and-trade deal here, but we'll see. And, you know, here's here's the other thing. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Josh, but – I'm intrigued by a guy like Bradley Beal. You know, he's he's an unrestricted free agent. Now, granted, he's going to want a lot of money, but, I mean, him and Zach Levine are two dudes that whenever I think about people that you can put on your squad and they can be difference makers, those are two guys that I wouldn't mind having on my team. And I feel like they get lost in the mix. I feel like we get so caught up in Kyrie and Katie and LeBron and Steph Curry that we forget there's some really good basketball players in this league that just because they're not talked about nonstop on first take or get up or whatever uh, or sports talk shows, there's still difference makers. And I don't, know, I don't think you feel the same way about Bradley Beal that I do, do you? No, I think he's a, a really good player. Um, I, I would be okay with it. I would say, uh, I don't know. I mean, like to me – I look at, you know, somebody like uh, DeAndre Ayton and Levine, and I feel like, okay, I know what they're going to add and what they're going to bring and the star power that both of those two players have. Bradley Beal's a little bit more of, is he kind of still going to be that guy for me? I think he's a really good player. But, uh, you know, look, at this point, I'd like Oklahoma City to find a way to add any of those three and just take a chance on trying to win again right here, right now. I'm I'm prepared to put the tanking behind OKC and then just use the assets that you've already built up to, even if you're outside the lottery, get yourself into that back portion of the lottery moving forward and operate that way moving forward. Let me give you some names. Can I give you just quick five to six names that are that are players that are under the radar that you may see mentioned with either the Thunder or a couple of other teams out there that could end up being a big-time difference maker. Uh, I, I mentioned Bruce Brown yesterday. I like him a lot. The a 25-year-old guy didn't have big numbers last year, but in the Nets, in the Nets system, 22 games after the All-Star break, Josh, he averaged 15 points per game and six boards, big time. Uh, Malik Monk, who was the 11th overall pick in the 2017 draft, had a big year with the Lakers. This past year, and by big, I mean, hey, you're playing kind of second fiddle to what am I saying? Kind of second fiddle. You're playing a big time second fiddle to their big three. But I thought he ended up asserting himself well this season. All right. Here's a name. Remember how we talk about that slippery slope in the NBA? The NBA is unlike any other league on this front. Four years ago, if your team gets Kimball Walker, you're like, oh, my gosh, we got Kimball Walker. We are set. But now four years later, you're like, gosh, can we stretch his contract? Ugh, we're, we're, can we get we're bringing in Kimball Walker. Are we? Right. Why? Uh, what is wrong? I'm going to give you another name. You ready? Here's a fourth guy, my under-the-radar guy, who's an unrestricted free agent today, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo was the centerpiece of one of the biggest trades in Thunder history. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, well, you know, 
And I get it. He's, he's recovering from an injury, and it wasn't like a minor injury. It was a ruptured quad that he went through, and he's kind of been injury prone. But there is a guy that can make a difference. Uh, and he's familiar with Oklahoma City, right? Sure. So that, sure. that familiarity could play into OKC's favor and would maybe make it to where he says, you know what, that wouldn't be the worst landing spot for me in the here and now as I try and – try and right. rehabilitate myself fully and get my career back to a point to where I want it to be going forward. And I look, it Oklahoma City it would be great if they would take a chance on one or a couple of these guys. Yeah. And one more, one more and, and again I'm kind of torn on the one more because there's a couple of guys here. I really like Lonnie Walker, but he's a restricted free agent. So, essentially, San Antonio can match any offer that is given for him. I like him. I think I'm, like, the only one. And then, of course, Gary Payton II, who resurrected his career last year in uh, Golden State after bouncing around on about 50 different teams. But those are five guys that I would keep an eye on today. If, just as a Thunder fan, <laughs> Travis on the Super Secret Text line. Victor Oladipo is also a great singer, so there's that. <laughs> Hey, if we can bring another singer to the mix, let's go. But in lieu of the top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino, there's a look at the top five players the the, uh, Thunder might be keeping an eye on as far as the draft is concerned. Did I say the draft? Free agency is concerned. Whatever, same thing. I mean, the draft was last Thursday. I'm at least in the ballpark. (laughs) Yeah. All right, quick break. Um. I got so many little loose ends that we need to tie up on this show today. And I feel like I've ignored the Air Comfort Solutions text line. So let's get the best of that next. With Josh on playing, Pierce is running the show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network, live from Cavens Construction on a Thursday. Couple more segments Good. to the finish line here on the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside, well, you know him, Chris Plank. This hour of the Plank Show, it's brought to us by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. You should know Josh Tucker as well over at Roof Tech. Uh, give Josh Tucker and his crew a call for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. Locally owned and operated for 30 years where they guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. Man, bunch of good stuff that we still got to play catch yeah, up on I'm on sorry. the Air Comfort I'm Solutions sorry. text line. No, nah, it's all good. Thanks to Kate Horton. Thanks to Kate Horton, by the way, too. He was awesome. Thanks How to Joseph Dustin as well. Yeah, good job, Joey Helmer. But, yes, Kate Horton, is very much so. 405-651-3439 is the text line. I-, I like this one. This is where I want to start. So we are playing games – by not offering and taking any guy that wants to commit, or why are we taking three stars? There's no winning with some people. <laughs> I, I'm going to go back. Can I use an, an example of someone that works at another station? Just just as an example. And he's one, I, I, would con, I wouldn't say he's one of my friends, so I don't think he'd be mad. Kerry Murdoch would be one of the first people that would tell you if they're effing things up. I just, I mean, I re- and so would, so would um, Josh, and I honestly, so would Parker. I'm just, I'm putting these three dudes in a group of guys that I, and, and I mean, so, so would Brandon and Eddie. I'm not trying to say anyone's Homer, but just Kerry in particular, you know, he's not afraid to call dudes out. And when 
when even the most cynical peeps are saying, hey, y'all need to calm down a little bit. This is going to be okay. That's where that's where I even kind of step back and go, oh, okay, they're going to be fine. I mean, do you think Brent Venables is reaching out to anyone and be like, all right, guys, listen, things aren't going well. Put a positive spin on things. I mean, no, that's not. <laughs> but it's tough, Josh, because we completely understand I think everyone does. It's why there's a OUinsider.com. It's why there's a, an athletic recruiting angle. It's why there's a Sooner scoop. It's why, is, is the outsider still a thing, right? The football outsiders, the things that they do. It's why it's all really, really a, a big-time thing because fans want recruiting information, and they want to be told that they're crushing it on the recruiting trail. And when you're not, boom, what sets in, man? Panic. Not a lot of patience. I understand. Uh, I like this. If Adams wants to be a Bama boy, let him. Uh, Also from the 405, we don't hear enough about Cole Adams, said none of us in the super secret textoso society. (laughs) I I will say the person that I'm most worried for is our guy, Kendall, because he was was on the uh, Cole Adams fan club well before I think even the season started last year. Uh, and then two other quick ones here. Texas just got Arch Manning, meaning the Texas-Kansas rivalry should be much more competitive in the years to come. It's from the 949. I think it's okay to – I think every side of the Arch Manning conversation is okay, Josh. If you want to be mad that it's getting too much coverage, okay, that's fine. You, you have every right to be. If you want to say that he's only getting this coverage because his last name is Manning – fine if you want to say that it's ridiculous that we're not talking about it enough because it's arch manning and he's gonna fine i just to me i just i guess we'll all see when he steps on the field in 2023 the most important and most intriguing thing about texas to me is yeah this all sounds great for the recruiting class but is quinn ewers any good that's what it comes back to for me I don't care how he feels about Arch Manning. I want to know, all right, how much of a problem is Quinn Ewers going to be in 22, Josh? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Well, and, you know, for Texas, they really need either Quinn Ewers or Manning to finally right. be this difference maker at quarterback. And we're, we're going to find out. Maybe Quinn Ewers is that guy right now in 2022. Maybe he is going to be – as advertised and if that's the case I mean I think Arch Manning it would appear is of the understanding that okay well Quinn Ewers is going to be the guy in 2022 and probably 23 as well but man recruiting in the world we live in now it's it's fickle and unless something magically changes in the transfer portal between now and then who knows if Arch Manning even takes a snap at the University of Texas. We don't know that to be a fact right it's a really here. Good point. Right now today, so it's a really good point. Uh and gosh, let's get a break. I, I want to give plenty of time for these. The David days. from Norman text is really good, I think. Yeah, um that's what hold on, do I have it here? Go ahead and read it before you go to break. Isn't I guess it I don't have it on the prep page. Isn't oh, it yeah, here it is. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, isn't it possible that OU just wasn't that high on Cole Adams and that's why they were slow to offer? He was a three-star with zero high-profile offers until Bama offered. Then he immediately gets his four-star. Then and only then did his offer list explode. OU had him on campus, didn't offer. They watched him at Owasso, didn't offer. Oklahoma State watched him work out several times, didn't offer. And then uh, they point out that Teddy's been high on Gavin Freeman and feels like he's better than Cole Adams. Time's going to tell, right? But that's two schools that went through the evaluation process and said, okay, maybe maybe we'll wait a little bit. Maybe that helped spur the kid on. Who knows? But it's a fascinating player evaluation battle to see who had it right and who didn't. Quick break. We'll wrap up the show next. We could not have had a better time for a technical meltdown than during that commercial break, huh? Oh, it was, it was great. Wow. Welcome back into the Plank Show. He's Josh Elmer. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, Pierce, the intern, helped us out today. Pierce Leffelholtz. Uh, I hope you guys bring that same recruiting passion to Parker that you brought to us today. But I also will say – I felt like on the – this is all Bill's fault uh, for his call, number one. But number two, I felt, Josh, that most of the reaction on the Air Comfort Solutions text line was fairly measured. It got me thinking as this show rolled on. Are we unfair? Trav, I might need your help on this one. Um, Carrie, if you're listening. Anyway. Are we unfairly – a small group of people that are freaking out about recruiting right now to represent the economy of the fan base is it pretty much dead on that a lot of people are, are a little bit concerned right now, Josh. Because I feel like for this show, right, we had a call, we had Bill calling, get a little fired up about it, we had a few texters, but for the most part, it seems as if um, kind of the WWBD, what would Brent do, is something that many of us are on board with. Yeah, I would say the impression I'm getting is that the majority of fans are taking a measured approach to this, feel like Oklahoma's in a good spot, recruiting-wise, in terms of some crystal balls that they've seen out there, what they expect July to net for uh, Oklahoma and what the rest of the summer's going to look like, and just trust Brent Venables and his staff trust that this is going to play out and be positive over the long stretch uh, of time here and over the long haul. So it's a vocal minority, I feel like. But, hey, (laughs) the portion of that vocal minority, they are, again, vocal. Vocal. (laughs) They are vocal. Um, Thanks to Joey Helmer for joining us on the show. Thanks to – Kate Horton. We'll have both of those up on the podcast page as soon as we wrap up. Um, tomorrow on the program, you know, Josh and I have kind of tinkered a little bit with the idea of of re- <laughs> Travis, if people could see my DMs and the text line. <laughs> okay, well, I think that says enough. Interesting. Maybe it's okay, more than so. just a small vocal minority. At least on this show, we're taking more of a measured report. <laughs> Um, but Josh and I have talked about, and we try to bring compelling content to the show every single day. It's not like we just show up, kick our feet up, and beg for calls and texts. It's not what we do. We plan. We 
We, we prepare. It's a wild thought in this world today. And we've been talking about taking each show after the 4th of July holiday and, you know, not trying to – I'm not stealing Toby's top 25. I know how him and TJ get about their trademarked material. But in no ranking or no particular order, just getting an insider on from, say, a, a Kansas State, all, all 10 of the Big 12 teams – uh, every single opponent for Oklahoma, and maybe even going into the you know ten to twelve teams that you could would consider fourteen playoff contenders, and as we inch towards the college football season, really diving in depth on kind of the contenders in not just the Big Twelve, but also in college football in general. So we we may tease out a little bit tomorrow, kind of start dipping our toe into the shallow end of the pool on that front. But I feel like, you know, beyond the Cruton frustration and now with the college baseball season and college softball season in the rear view, you know, once we get past the Deshaun Watson situation, it'll be left lane hammer down towards the NFL. After today, the NBA kind of goes on hiatus for a few weeks, or I guess maybe not everything gets done today, but at least for the most part, I mean, Josh, I feel like we're entering that perfect time in the calendar to really go all in on some college football previews. It's time, baby. Let's gear up. Let's get after it. I mean, we're basically – we're about 50 days out. I know we're – you know, I'm cutting off like two weeks there, but hey, those two weeks are going to go by quick. What's the countdown clock say? Uh, Well, I I swap back. What's the the countdown clock say? Are you in the – are you in the – Ste- oh, okay. Steel Man, how many days? We're we're less than we're less than on the calendar. Boy, this has been a banner final segment here. I hope the bosses aren't listening. Sixty five. What's it? Are, are we are we gonna have to tap out before we? Okay, so that means we're we're fifty eight days away, fifty seven days away from the start of the college football season, and less than that towards the NFL exhibition season too. So we're getting there. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go all in. I don't want to fight over recruiting. Come on. I don't want to get angry over baseball crowds. Let's get excited about what's coming up in 2022. Cavensconstruction.com. That's cavensconstruction.com. Thanks to Gary for having us out. Amanda is so happy because the show is over and she doesn't have to hear me anymore. Look at that smile on her face. We'll see you guys back in studio tomorrow. Have a great Thursday.